Now, um, to the text, which is only one verse this morning. It comes from the book of 1 John. It's a familiar statement, I think. And uh, it reads like this. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father, (coughs) pardon me, (coughs) is not in him. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, that word, that endures forever. Guys, I want to start this morning by posing to you a, just a brief, simple, scientific experiment. Let's imagine that you and I, or you, have at your disposal all of the finest, most expensive Uh, scientific equipment that money can buy. It's all to be found in your high-tech, very sophisticated uh, scientific lab. And so you've been wondering, um, with all this equipment at my disposal, what would be the best way to empty um, empty the air from a glass beaker? You think, well, you know, a suction machine, a vacuum. uh, And then your eight-year-old daughter comes up to you and says, well, Daddy, why don't you just fill it with water? Well, I I give you that lesson in idiocy this morning to, um, to, to allow me to ask you this question. Have you ever heard of this expression? The expulsive power of a new affection. You ever heard that? I bet you have. If you read any kind of Christian books, uh, I mean, it seems like it's quoted in half of the books that I read. The expulsive power of a new affection. It's attributed to a man by the name of Thomas Chalmers. Um, uh, Not exactly a household name in the Christian church in the 21st century, But um, he was a Scot, he was a Scottish preacher, and it is he that uh, gets the credit for that expression, the expulsive power of a new affection. But in all honesty, that is not exactly what he said. What he said was this, and I quote, the heart is not so constituted, and the only way to dispossess it of an old affection is by the expulsive power of a new one. He's he's describing the the heart that we're battling that still contains all of that stuff that we brought into the kingdom with us. And he's saying that that the best way to deal with it is um, through the expulsive power of a new affection. Oh, we had other other affections when we were non-Christians, but now there's a new affection. And there is an expulsive power associated with it. Thomas Chalmers was somewhat of a prodigy. He graduated from high school when he was 12. (laughs) Graduated from college when he was 15. Graduated from seminary at age 19, was ordained and began to preach. And his first charge was in a small rural community, um, an agrarian community, a Kilmany, Scotland, and he started his ministry there in uh, 1803, 
And for the first eight years of his ministry, he, he, he thundered at his, his congregation as if all of his congregation really ought to be in jail. And, and told them over and over again about their violations of the Ten Commandments and their, their, their great wickedness. Eight years into his ministry there, um, <clears throat> pardon me, I, I cut too much grass yesterday. Um, eight years into his ministry, he, um, the tone of his pulpit changed as did the message itself. Um, and the congregants wondered, how do you explain this change? What has happened to our pastor? And according to Chalmers himself, um, eight years into his ministry there in Kilimany, Scotland, Chalmers became a Christian. <laughs> Can you imagine that? having been in the pulpit for eight years and not as a Christian? Well, the text that God used to bring Chalmers to himself is another 1 John passage. It's in the chapter, the, the, the next chapter, 1 John 3, and this is the statement that God used to bring Chalmers to himself. Here it is, verse 23. And this is his commandment that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as we have been commanded. Folks, for eight years, this man had had as the focus of his pulpit <clears throat> the Ten Commandments. And he would tell his people how, what great violators of the Ten Commandments they were. And then eight years into that, God opened his eyes to see the commandment. Did you notice, folks, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ is not given to you as some kind of option. It's described because we, <clears throat> this is his commandment. Believing in the Lord Jesus Christ was the commandment. And he learned that telling people to, in their battle with sin, uh, he learned that telling them to stop doing that and <clears throat> don't do that didn't work. And in the battle with sin, more knowledge of the law sure didn't help them. What they needed was a new affection. And so he came to 1 John 2 and he saw that uh, do not love the world or the things in the world. And um, he's thinking, now wait a minute. How do we rid ourselves? How do we empty our hearts of this love of the world and the things in the world? Is it that we need to hear more law? And he concluded, no. He concluded that there was an expulsive power to a new affection. 
And that when one obeyed the commandment to believe in the name of the Lord Jesus, when, when one obeyed that commandment, there came with it this new power that would expel all of those things that I don't want in there. I want to get rid of all that. But how do I go about it? One quick quote. Chalmers says, You have taught me that to preach Christ is the only effective way of preaching morality. Do you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Don't we Christians want to be known of as fine, moral, upstanding folk? <clears throat> well, how do we... How do we come to that place? By the preacher pounding about the law? No, ladies and gentlemen. It is the expulsive power of a new affection. How do you get all the air out of a glass beaker? You fill it up with water. Well, how do you, how do you get all the muck and mire and worldliness out of your heart it comes as a result of that new affection that has with it an expulsive power <laughs> gang that is a monumentally important principle we are not going to deal with our own sinful hearts by signing new pledges. It is the expulsive power of that new affection that will aid us in our battle with sin. That was Chalmers' point. To deal with this heart, it doesn't need more law. It needs to be told about a greater beauty. And I am suggesting, ladies and gentlemen, that, that beauty is on display in this sacrament. That here we see the very essence of the gospel in the broken body and shed blood of Jesus Christ that has provided for us not only forgiveness of sin, but comes with it a new power. Um, a power that expels. Morality does not come, ladies and gentlemen, by gritting my teeth and clenching my fist and trying to beat myself into submission. It comes as the heart gets taken over by a new affection and he is on display in this sacrament come gaze at him alongside us let's pray together our father would you remind us that ultimately what we're after is not more more knowledge of the law what we're after is more knowledge of Christ. What we're after is 
more and more a heart that is overtaken by the beauty that is Christ and Him crucified. Would you meet us here at this table, Lord, and engage your people all over again with the great things that are on display via this sacrament. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.